Welcome into Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout Podcast. Tony Miller, and I'm joined once again this week by my co-host Randy Sherman. Big thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. The folks with 323 Sports are providing uniforms, equipment, team gear, and more to schools and colleges across the country. I've used them on multiple occasions, and their customer service is, is second to none. As you prepare for the upcoming season, reach out to 323 Sports. Let them be your athletic provider. Today, those of you that are just listening, if you want to go over to YouTube and search Hoops Forum, you can find team shooting drills is what mm-hmm. we're going to be focusing in on today. And uh, this time of year, especially, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, Randy, more about team shooting drills, not in the context of team, but I'm running camps and you got a large group of people mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. thought process yep. is always, how can I get as many shots up as possible? And, you know, that's one thing when you got 16 people in the gym, when you got 40 people in the gym trying to find even more ways to to get as many shots as possible. And so some of these drills, maybe even today that we talk about could be used in a camp context, mm-hmm. but uh, I know a couple that, that you, you used and we'll kind of go back and forth here, but your thoughts on team shooting drills, maybe even when you use them in practice and, and how you went about using them and anything yeah. else that you might think would be helpful. Yeah. I've got some thoughts. I'd say I use them in practice as sort of like, I always said that we try to do as much of our practice in live game, like, as we can, we're, you know, there's some teaching days and some days where we're, 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 we're not trying to just, we're installing things or something like that. But for the most part, we tried to get game light, but I would say I, there's a little phrase. I've probably said it on the show before is like shooting is the only drill that gets its own, are the only skill that gets its own drill. Shooting is the only skill that gets its own drill. It's like that important. So I like to use them in what I would call our individual block so we would do our warm-up a transition session as a as a whole and then in an individual block we might do some team shooting i think another purpose for especially for the two i'm going to show today would be i like to keep sort of a running tally and a running uh record using some of our favorite team shooting drills to sort of like chart our shooting performances in practice, both on a team and an individual level, just to sort of like make that thing that to me is was vital to making our offense hum, that outside shooting ability, just like that's we this is this is at the forefront. We're gonna track it, we're gonna measure it, we're gonna know who's shooting well, who's not, and we're trying to lift everyone up to where even our 10th player is at least a passable shooter. So we're not getting the sag treatment. We're not getting zoned. We're not. So, yeah. So that that's a little bit about how the hows and whys I would use. What about you? We all value shooting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wonder sometimes like what coaches think in regards to practice, like we're just going to shoot for an hour and we shoot for blocks of time, sometimes up to 20 minutes at the end of a mm-hmm. practice. We'll do it's a variety of different types of shots, kind of a a thing that we go through, but we also break down parts of our offense and use, use parts. And we'll show a couple of those even today, but um, Mm -hmm. to get up shots where you get two shots, I was at a college practice this last week and saw them do actions within their offense and they were getting three shots. So they were getting a lot of shots up in a short amount of time. And then probably the third way that we incorporate shooting, sometimes I like to come out right away and do it as almost a a warm-up. Okay. We have a couple full full court shooting drills just as a chance to get up and down the floor, 
we've even used a couple like you with uh, time and score associated with them. And it's kind yeah. of a, if you maybe you're feeling things, this might be a good practice today and guys have a good yeah. mood in the gym, maybe beforehand. We'll start with one of those and hopefully they yeah. reach a, an all time high or a record or something like that. Break the and, team and, record or something like that. Yeah. And that can really catapult the rest of your practice. So that's kind of a risk sometimes because sometimes they don't get it and you kind of, that's all right. Here we go. And you just yeah. going anyways. Yeah. That's where right. you rely it's, on it uh, just being you rely on it just being a warm-up. Like, all right, now we're warmed up and ready to go. Yeah. But if if they do, you know, exceed the the goal, then that can kind of like create a buzz in the practice. So yeah, I think it's good, it's a good idea to think about different ways to use and not just do one way exclusively. And I think that's one way that you can kind of keep your practices uh not so predictable and, and keep them kind of fun and, and keep guys from getting bored with the same old routine. Yeah. I think the killer application for shooting drills is if you can somehow wed the shooting drill to a concept that you are going to be teaching. Mm -hmm. And, and at least the two I shared that I, I know I'm, I'm not yet seeing what you're bringing, but at least the two I shared do that. And, uh, that, to me, it's like we're getting volumes of shots, but it's also giving repetitions to a couple of important concepts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, let's go ahead and jump into them so that they can see some of those concepts. Yeah, this is one that I like for, I would say the objective is obviously to get up volumes of shots, but but another objective would be also to sort of like rep the concept of sort of relocation around penetration. So uh, the drill starts... And you can, I like, I've got it drawn with six players. It could be more than that. Um, you could be doing this on both ends. Like you got, you know, six on one end, six on the other or more on, you know, it, it really, um, you could also do it in partners where like, you know, both the player ones are partners, both the players, and they're going to kind of travel through the drill together as partners. So you could like score it where the partners we have two guys who are going to win this drill, or we could be doing it as a whole, you know, if like we got six guys on this end, six guys on the other, like it's like this team against that team. We'll talk more about that, but I want to just talk about the basics of the drill. So the, the ball can start. We want all the balls on one side and players without balls on the other. So here it's assuming that, that the, that the balls are with the players on the left and the, the players without, without basketballs are on the right and the coach is in the middle, and the player at the front of the line is going to pass it to coach in the middle. Now, the coach the coach may reverse it, or he may go back to the player who just passed it. I like to sort of randomize that. But um, if you just want to just do the drill as your first day of doing it, you could just reverse it every time. So it goes from a left, I catch it, and I reverse it to the right. And then the player that I reverse to is going to immediately put it on the on the floor and drive nail. Drive middle. So we're driving at the nail and we're trying to get a paint touch so you can work on, you know, your starts, your footwork on the catch and getting into a drive. And then what we want is the player who passed it to coach coach reverse it over here is the player is going to relocate for the inside out shot. And uh, so like what you see in the bottom um, corner would be, the player pass it to coach. The coach could pass it either way, but here he passes it back to where he got it from or he or she got it from, but you see the same nail drive. So it's kind of good to sort of, as the coach, kind of you're driving the drill and you can kind of mix it up to where we're 
we're getting right-hand drives, we're getting left-hand drives, we're, we're getting threes on both sides of the court, and, and, uh, and we're working on that fading to the corner or kind of moving in concert with the drive for the inside-out three. I think even within our offense, I, I just came from a workout with a young man where we worked on a drill very similar to this. And something that stuck out that we had to address was the start and the stops that he had, were the mm -hmm. starts and the stops that he had. So not only are you working on the shooting, you're working on the player movement, in this case, the push that goes along as yes. the ball is being driven at it. Yeah. And you're working on having clean starts and stops and so I, I hear a lot of coaches, footwork is important to us. And I always wonder, okay, so how do you rep that? And what are you teaching? And what drills are you using? And this is one of those where you're checking off multiple boxes mm -hmm. with one very simple shooting drill. And it's a volume shooting drill, unopposed. So our mm -hmm. technique should be flawless. Yep. Like we're, we're working on, if, if anytime we've got an unopposed drill, there's really no, I don't like the word excuse, but there's no reason for us not to, have you know the we've got our footwork on the catch right we've got uh you know accuracy in our passes like um for example in this drill what i like to do is like say either either of the two frames it doesn't matter but like say we're driving and we pass to the shooter i like the players waiting in line to be what we call umpires so like when you see that pass if i'm waiting in line the two players that have the active rep everyone that's waiting in the short lines, you know, two to four spots. We're not, we're not two to three spots. We're not in line very long. I want them to like, just like an umpire, call a ball or strike and say it out loud, ball or strike, depending on to grade the quality of that pass to the shooter. And what you'll start to see is if we're saying ball, the shot's probably going to be a miss. Yep. But when it's strike made, that you see that pattern start to emerge. So we start to get this idea of, the accuracy of the pass leading to a better shot. And we're getting the players to sort of like who aren't in the drill to, to be thinking about making a good pass right here as well. A way to load the drill. I always like to show like, how could we load the drill, make it a little bit more complex at involve a little bit of decision-making um, would be put it, put one defender out there on the midline. So drill starts the same pass it to coach in the middle. The coach may go back to the passer or go on ahead and reverse it. I show in the top side, we've reversed it and we've got a, a, that could be even a coach or somebody out there just sort of giving like a, a guided read. If they, if, if I'm driving middle and that, that coach just sort of puts their hands up and, and protects the rim there at the charge circle, then I know that's a kick out read. I'm going to, that's like a help defender. I'm going to throw to the fade, the guy fading to the corner. If, if I'm driving it and that, that coach or whomever that's in there showing that defender sort of chases that fade defender and sticks with him, I'll just go into a finish. So now we've loaded the drill and added like a decision to it. Another load we can add to it would be one, passes to coach, coach reverses it. We middle drive and kick, but that player doesn't shoot it. We work on a concept that I like in offense called dribble up, throw back. So like what we see is, We've driven nail, we've kicked it to the player fading to the corner, but in the other, in the first phase of the drill, that's been a shot. Here, they're not going to shoot it. They're going to dribble up. And the player who passed, who, who drove and kicked is going to exit, and we're going to dribble up and throw back. And they're going to be the shooter. I would call this a Steph cut because you see this all the time. He'll penetrate and then just run out, and they go dribble up, throw back to him, and, and it's, it's a good concept. 
And then I show lastly our, our friends over at Dr. Dish how we can use that in the drill if we want to cut down on chasing misses and rebound and speed it up to get more shots, we can use, you know, have the Dr. Dish pin to where it's just pointing straight to one of the lines. It's just going to, it's not, it's not moving. It's just going to stay stationary and it's just feeding the pass out to player one who reverses it to coach who may take it back to the same side of reverse. It. And I'll show here reversing it. And then it's the same drill. They're going to drive and kick. And then it's now all the balls, all the shots are going into the net of the doctor dish and, and instead of all over the gym. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good doctor dish shooting gun, shooting machine drill too. Today I had the workout and came early, set the dish up and it was just me and the other kid. So it was saved us a ton of time going around chasing loose balls all over the place. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, great way to incorporate that into the, into the drill. So yeah, so there's the there it is with the doctor dish, and then just some scoring ideas. We like an even number of players. We play for a predetermined amount of time. Like, okay, we're gonna do this for five minutes. The six on this end competing on this end. After five minutes, we got we made sixty. I made fifty-seven. There's a winner. There's a loser. Something like that. You can have do it in partners where you're always gonna be with the same guy if you've got an even number of players and like. Each partner is keeping track of their each partnership, each duo, if you will. And there's a winning duo out of, say, you know, six duos or something like that. Um, so there's different ways you can score it or just let the doctor dish keep track of it. If you, if, you know, they'll, they'll track them. A quick timeout is presented by Huddle, the market leader in video based analysis solutions for basketball teams around the world. Huddle continues to make advancements to their suites of performance analysis solutions. Tools you know like sports code are enhanced by their industry-leading tech like Huddle Focus, an AI-powered smart camera that's built to integrate into sports code right out of the box. It captures and uploads videos automatically from any gym. Head over to huddle.com slash a quick timeout to get a peek at all they're bringing to the hardwood for every level of the game this season. We call this threes and freeze. It is threes and freeze, not freeze as in cold, but freeze as in free throws here. Okay. So okay. On the left-hand side, if you're watching this, we split the team in half typically, mm -hmm. and we'll have six players shooting on one end and then six players shooting on the other. And there are three shooters okay. and three rebounders. Okay. And we will dictate or determine at the beginning, let's say it's 12 and eight. So the first number 12 is how many that group needs to shoot from three and make. And once they make those 12, then they run to the free throw line and they have to make eight free throws. Okay. What I don't have diagrammed on this is once they make their 12 and eight, then one, two, and three swap with four five and six gotcha. and repeat it again. So it's 12 made threes and eight made free throws. You can get creative on this. If you have more time, you can go, I don't know, 20 and 10, or you can make up whatever number you want to make up. We will even sometimes on the free throws say 12 and 12 and five, and the five have to be in a row. So they oh, have okay. to make five free throws in a row. When we get to the free throw part, we I just shoot one, and then the guy behind me shoots one. Yes. And, okay, okay. You can't have the same guy shooting free throws one after another. So if number one shoots, then number two shoots, the number three, and they just keep cycling. And we're trying to get, again. if we're going 12 and eight, we're getting... Eight free throws. Eight free throws made. Yes. Okay. Eight. So 12 makes and then eight makes. And you can do this if you have, uh, let's say you have a, a day where people are sick and there's not many people. We may do it everybody on one end and go against a time. We want to get how, mm -hmm. how fast can we do this or can we yeah. get it in so many minutes? 
or typically what we do is what I described at the beginning, we switch up the two ends and now you have competitive this group versus this group. So your blue team versus your white team and, and who can cycle through. Yeah. Right. Okay. So each group, the first group has to get 12 and eight, one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And then four, five, and six have to get 12 and eight as well. Gotcha. So just another it's volume shooting. And this is mm-hmm. one typically we'll use at the end of a practice. This is to send them off their way. You have a winner, you have a loser. The winners get after the the losers. Somebody's kind of frustrated a little bit, friendly comp- competition. Trash talk. Yeah. Yeah. So the guys really like this. It's kind of a, a fun, fun way to, to end your practice. 12 and eight. 12, gotcha. 12 like and eight, any number you want to, uh, you know, 15, yeah. 10 or whatever you want to. So, yeah. Three. So when we're at the, when we're shooting the threes, like is four ones rebounder, five is twos, or it can just be like, just you can, if, balls. Yeah. you can, if you want to, but we typically just get, get balls. Yeah. And I have one, two and three shooting from those spots. You Could can be. put the constraint on or the requirement. You can't shoot the same shot from each spot. If you want you to do move that. a little bit lower, a little bit higher, or something you like can that. require them every shot to everybody moves clockwise or counterclockwise or whatever. So gotcha. you can, you can mix it up. It, it can look like a different shooting drill with basically the same, the same concept and the same fundamental rules. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Threes and freeze. Threes and freeze. Like kind it. of a, kind of a fun drill. All right. Next one here. Four line closeout reads. Yeah. So here, what I like, and this was a drill our players loved it that, that we did quite often we tried to make it competitive you see six players on a on a side here like if we had 12 players we would divide up and we're we're competing and and trying to and I'll go into how we scored it but we're also working on another concept that we want to be good at and that's like shooting against someone closing out toward us and that's a little more game like than I'm just shooting and getting a getting a rebound or passing it back to me and I'm just shooting. There's probably going to be someone running at you in a game. They may be way late because we really collapsed and kicked it and by doing what we learned in the first drill or whatever, but like they may be way late, but there's probably somebody on their way with a hand up. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is simulate that. So the drill starts with a four, there's four spots in the typical four out spots, the corners and the slots. Player one starts with the ball. We want them in underneath the hoop, like really get in there, like inside the charge circle underneath the hoop. And they're going to pass out to player. We'll start it passing to the corner, like you see in frame one there. And after they pass, they're going to they're gonna just follow that pass and try to get a hand up. Now, you can really nitpick about closeout technique, and we're trying to squeak our feet and chop and all that. Um, you can tell everyone close out short, everyone close out medium, everyone close out long. If we close out long, we're working on like maybe taking that like one dribble sidestep three. You can vary it. Usually when I first introduced it, it was just a regular kind of short closeout, run at them with a hand up because that's the read in the game. Like if they close me out short and they're I'm shooting. So um, the way it works is one passes out to two, executes whatever closeout, and we're going to shoot the three. The shooter goes and gets their own rebound, or hopefully they get it out of the net, and they're they're then going to throw it to the next spot where you see in frame two, player two who shot has got their rebound. They're going to throw out the three and then close them out. Three's going to shoot. They're going to get their own rebound. So what we want is we want to eventually, you may not get this right away if someone's going to get smacked in the face with the ball, 
But like what we want to get is where we can get two balls going through the drill, where it's not just one ball. If we get two two balls, so the drill pops a little quicker. Mm-hmm. So what our rule was once we got to that, and I felt like no one was going to get smashed in the face with the ball, thinking, okay, where is it my turn yet? Like, like once we got that going with two, we would. Our rule was after they after the second shooter. That'd be if we start in the corner, it would be after player three in the right slot, after their shot. Then player six would come in and start the – and we now we got two balls going. And then uh, – so it's basically inside-out shooting. What we would do would be different things, different ways of scoring it. We could just go for a time like this D6 against D6. We're going to do this for five minutes and maybe make 50-something threes to your 40-something threes in this group one. Uh, and in that case, I would try to like maybe spend some time in my practice planning, like getting in good balance. Don't put all your three point shooters on one team or let them pick or that's what, you know, like we would, you know, try to get maybe a good two balanced teams and, and compete. Or you can do it like just uh, for a set number of maids, like your your drill, like, OK, we're going to go to 20 maids or something like that. And, and first one to 20 maids wins something like that. You can vary the closeouts. Like, like I said, you'd really throw it and just really close out on them hard and, and work on that sidestep, you know, one dribble three, you can turn it into a driving drill where we pass it, we run them off the line and we finish it at the rim. I, I like it for a three point shooting. And since that's what we're talking about today, that, that would probably be the more focus that I would put on. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You can make it finishing you may start that as like a warm up. So yeah. finishing to start with and then move into a shooting drill and make it into a shooting drill. So. And you can coach a little closeout technique if you yep. want. And also too, a real good advancement of it would be tell the player who's the passer, who's passing and then following that pass into a closeout. Like, okay, let's really advance this and make it truly read based. Like close them out however you want. Sometimes give them that short, like Rondo closeout. Sometimes, you know, give them that, Run really run at them hard and, and and make them take that one dribble pull up three or sidestep three or drive it or whatever. But like you can sort of like now teach that concept of when I get that inside out pass, I may not have enough time to to squeeze off my shot. I might have to put it on the ground. Um, this was a great drill too for using your shot fake and the footwork off of a shot fake. Nothing referees love calling more than like a shot fake and drive and, you know, they'll love to call that a foul. So like you can teach that. So like they throw at me, I shot fake them and I want to go into a drive. I want to lift. I call it a lift fake instead of a shot fake because we try to keep our feet set and just lift the ball instead of like these steps that tend to cause us a cause travel. So you can teach how to make a shot fake and drive without traveling through this drill as well. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good drill. So four line closeout reads. Yeah. Great. Okay. All right. Last one that I have. Ooh, we yeah, talked I like about, that. I think it was a whole episode. I think that if you're looking for it, I think the title of it is literally headlights and taillights. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we talked for about 30 minutes. I think it was on the concepts of headlights and taillights. I won't explain it all. Um, there's been some other coaches that they'll talk specifically about where you're at on the floor as a Mm -hmm. spot on the floor being a kickback spot or a skip back spot spot i don't have necessarily the headlights in this this is more of more of taillights more like taillights and maybe your 
rear view mirror off to the right of your blind spot, something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't talked about that concept yet, but for the four out teams, the dribble drive teams, mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. this is familiar already. You have that slot, the slot pass that then creates the slice cut across and the triple gap that the now player four can drive. So on the left-hand side, you see four driving the space there comes to a stride stop in the paint and player three is sprinting behind the play to get in the taillights of the mm-hmm. driver. That's player four mm-hmm. turn around, kick and shot. If you haven't used this concept before, you would be shocked at how many shots this generates within your offense. Oh, yeah. Usually just that whoever's guarding X three, it's something about the drive and kind of getting lost and watching that, that when that sprint happens from behind, that's a long closeout. Yeah. They, they're just yeah, kind of watching head turning, yeah. Yeah, heads turning. And so wide open shot there. And on the right hand side, after one moves to the corner off the slice, just lifting up to that 45. I think all of us, most all of us are teaching you get into either a Barkley or even off of a post up. And there's kind of the automatic lift to the 45 mm-hmm. and same thing. A lot of times like X one will be sunk down in the paint with at least a foot in the paint and you skip it over the top for a shot. I've also done throw it back in the kickback spot and then one more to yeah. the, to the skip back the 45 yeah, spot. So we, there. Go, we go drive kick swing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll do, you know, the skip back, uh, excuse me, the kickback shooting for, you know, five, 10 minutes. And then we'll go to the skip back shooting for five or 10 minutes. And this is one of those, again, just repping a concept and then getting into, you could then go into four on four play or something like that. And you'll see immediate execution of the concept that you just used. Whereas if you just talk about it and do it, good luck. It's probably not going to show up very Mm -hmm. much, but doing something like this, getting shots up while you're doing repping the concept kind of serves the multi-purpose there and uh, has been really beneficial for our offense as well as for our shooting. Yeah. And you can, you can, again, it's unopposed. So you can really nitpick about technique. Yep. The, the, your driver there, who's going to make that drive and they come to that stop. We can insist that they stop, you know, same hand, same foot Mm -hmm. pivot on the back foot. We're removing the defensive interference. Therefore we can turn the dial up on the attention of technical matters. We can work on the player cutting into the taillights. If you're a, a hop guy, they hop into that catch and shoot it, or they or they one-two it if you're a one-two guy or whatever. And and it's fitting with the theme is is it's a concept that you're using in your offense to create mm-hmm. that gap space, drive into it. That's that's part of your offense, and you turn that into a shooting drill. Yeah. To me, that's like such a fundamental skill in coaching is to be able to take the concepts that are inherent in your offense and turn them into drillable vignettes like this that that's like to me the ability to do that is to coaching as the ability to use a hammer is to carpentry for sure yeah a whole episode to that coaching superpower so you <laughs> yes, can go back yeah, and look yeah. that up we need to start linking these uh yeah, in these drill creation yeah yeah Okay, so four shooting drills, team shooting drills that you can use with your team. Hopefully that gave you some ideas. All right, we, we've made a point, Randy, here. We are continuing to mention and remind coaches of our clinic coming up in September, yeah. September 8th and 9th here in Greenville, South Carolina. Randy's coming over from the far west 
or at least Texas, <laughs> uh, coming over to speak at that. I'm super pumped about that and incredible lineup all the way around. Some really great teachers. So click the link down in the description. We'll have that. Also watch out our social media channels. That will be uh, in September and hopefully here soon within the next week or two, I'm going to be announcing topics and I'm sure it'll be things that coaches will be excited about. Really appreciate everyone who's tuned into the live show this week. If you missed any part of it, or if you're just listening and you need to go watch to see some of these diagrams of these team shooting drills, head on over to YouTube, search Hoops Forum or Radius Athletics, and you'll find the full video version of the shows. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. We'll talk to you again next time on Hoops Forum.